Alright, what's going on guys? This is Jimmy Erickson bringing you the first week of Bucket Hats and Toe Taps, a Mammoth Men's Flag League production. Check out Mammoth Men's Flag Football League on Facebook for more information. They also have an Instagram page. Co-ed and men's teams welcome. And after that shameless promo, let's uh, hop right into things. Today we're going to have our first update from the league. Week one had some hiccups. We had some rain delays. A couple games, I think, after 12 o'clock ended up getting canceled. So teams didn't get their first uh, game in. We uh, rocked the second week last uh, Sunday. Now that everybody has a game under the belt, we'll go through a recap of weeks one and two, and we'll do a preview of week three. Um, just for people who don't know the league currently, we have five divisions. Gold being the top division. That's also the North Division. Silver's Division 2, the second best division, or also the South Division. We got the Bronze Division as the third, or the East Division. Division 4 is the West, also like known as Diet Bronze, the Wood Division. I don't know what you guys want to call it. It's just the one right underneath Bronze. And then the Central League is the uh, co-ed division that we have going on. So um, for Week 1, we're going to start with the... Uh, gold division i guess we had um passing tds came up on top of body bags 28 21 pretty close matchup which is what you expect in gold then we had the second matchup of the day two plus club with an absolute blowout of past our prime 42 18 blots like this don't really occur that often in gold so we should be looking at two plus club to continue making statements in gold and everything make a statement this season. They're really high-powered offense. They got a couple guys that we were scrimmaging against during this uh, preseason. They have a couple guys from the Bear Down uh, League from Old Bridge. So it's going to be a really, really interesting uh, matchup coming up this week. And then um, for the Silver Division, we had Balls Deep versus the War Sharks. War Sharks being the uh, bronze team from last year who ended up moving up the division into silver this year. Made a huge statement, winning 62-14 over Balls Deep. Um, they have a very high-powered offense. like to throw the ball very, very deep downfield using one of their targets. Um, he's an absolute monster. <clears throat> Kid's really fast. Can't be stopped sometimes unless you have a uh, pretty good deep ball um, defense that going on there. So... It's going to be really interesting to see what the War Sharks do in silver this year. Um, we got Outlaws versus Gangrene. Gangrene had their revenge game finally. They came up on top 28-27. I don't know if any of you guys know from last season, the Outlaws played Gangrene, ended up coming out on top barely. Um, during the regular season, it was Gangrene's only loss, if I'm not mistaken. And then um, we have Mean Machine versus All Madden. 31 to 40 all Madden came on top of mean machine Mean machines a team we've seen in the league for I think one season now They're a bunch of high school kids if I'm not mistaken or were high school kids that are just looking to get some reps in and everything before the actual football season comes in They run a very odd man looking defense. It's pretty interesting to See what comes out of them this season. We'll see how they progress through the silver division then we go to the bronze games that happened the first week. We had Watkins versus Renegades. Watkins and Renegades is actually a crossover game. That was the Renegades are from um, the Division Four Diet Bronze, and Watkins were the um, bronze team playing. They won 24-0 that game. 
and then we had Monsters versus Motley Crew. Motley Crew being a crossover team from the co-ed division. Monsters came out on top there, 34-19. It's going to be interesting to see what the Monsters also do this season. Their team has been in the league. They got a pretty fast quarterback, likes to sling the ball sidearm and everything. So it's going to be fun to see how they end up doing in bronze also. Then in Diet Bronze, we had Globo, Jim, Purple, Cobras versus the Pylon Pythons. That was another cross-on game. Globo, Jim just lost by one point, 24-25. We had the Grape Apes versus the Stormcloaks. Yet another crossover game. Gary liked to throw in the cross-in games for the first week, I guess. He um, That was the Stormcloaks versus the Grape Apes. Grape Apes being in uh, Diet Bronze, Stormcloaks being a co-ed division. Great Apes ended up coming out on top 37-12 that game. Then we had the Militia versus Brooklyn Wu. Militia ended up losing that game 19-26. Then we go down to the co-ed division. We had Khaled versus Donnie's Angels. Khaled came out on top 30-0 there. Then we had a whole bunch of cancellations. We had 12 o'clock game cancellations. Plan B didn't end up playing. Phantoms didn't end up playing. Beesman Park didn't end up playing. Sea Park didn't end up playing. A whole bunch of big name teams that uh, people were looking to see get some results out of them in week one, but didn't end up happening. And uh, now we'll roll into the week two recap. So for gold, we had Body Bags versus the Terps. Body bags just coming out on top by one point, squeezing a very narrow victory, 28-27. Like I said, in the gold division, you'll see a lot of very close matchups. The teams are either very high-powered offenses or very, very stout defenses. So you'll see a a whole bunch of close games there, unless you're two-plus club, where you see them coming out on top of the comebacks, 45-20. to Like I said, we're going to need to keep an eye on them with their high-powered offense. They're going to be scoring a lot of points and making a statement in gold. They may be the prime front-runner as of right now. <clears throat> then we had uh, Pass and TDs versus Pass Our Prime coming out 19-12. to Pass and TDs coming out on top of Pass Our Prime. That was a very close game, just like I stated any of the gold games will be very close. Pass and TDs, not the highest-powered offense, but a very, very good defense they have on their side. Pass our prime, I believe, is a new team coming into the gold division. So it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, gold division turns out with a whole bunch of different new teams coming in. And then I wasn't going to mention this one until later, but I guess I can mention it now. I guess you consider this a gold division crossover game. You had the ND Legends versus Sea Park. They, uh, The ND Legends started this season in the bronze division, but after the first game where they... Apparently blew out Sea Park 38 to 12. Gary decided that they were a good enough offense, good enough defense to move up to the gold division. Didn't even want to put them in silver. Was like, nope, we're gonna skip them right up to gold. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they end up playing this week. Gonna be interesting to see how they do in gold, seeing as they're a new team. But apparently they have some sort of ex-college player or NFL bench player I don't know what the hell he is but apparently he's extremely good according to the few people who saw him play um so it's going to be interesting to see what they do we roll into silver where we have the mean machine first balls deep mean machine getting beat yet again 27 to 44 balls deep's got a pretty decent offense um like I said mean machine likes to play that man defense it's going to be hard to play the man defense during the flag football season because just the routes that they run and everything, a little short route can kill you, a little slant route if you're playing man or whatever. They could beat you downfield the entire way and just keep running up the score. 
Then we have for the second matchup this or for week two in uh, silver, we had the War Sharks versus the Outlaws. The Outlaws ended up coming out on top, 33 to 32. Very close game. War Sharks putting on a show actually because the Outlaws. They're known to be one of the better teams during the regular season in the Silver Division. Them, Plan P, War Sharks being able to put up a fight against a team that's been, you know, making their name known in Silver. It's a very, very good sign for them going into the rest of the season. It's going to be interesting, like I said, to see how the War Sharks pan out. Looks like they're going to be possibly a third, even second seed, depending on if they can improve and end up beating the Outlaws or Plan B somewhere around the line. And then we have Huffin and Puffin versus Team Highlight. That was a crossover game. Team Highlights, the uh, bronze team. Huffin and Puffin ended up coming up 36-26 to on Team Highlight. Team Highlight being a bronze team kept that game pretty close. Normally when you see crossover games, you see pretty large blowouts. So it's an interesting thing to see Team Highlight put on a show. It's going to be pretty nice to see what they do in bronze. Bronze is turning out to be a very tight division. It doesn't seem like there are any straight forefront runners right now but there are a lot of very very close match teams a lot of talent in bronze so it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out also going to be cool to see if gary ends up moving teams up in the middle of the season or whatever's going on with that then we had plan b versus dr d apparently plan b put on an absolute show 40 to 14 noah was dancing in the end zone have doing his thing having a great time plan b you know, they're they're basically Silver's gatekeeper right now. If you're in the Silver Division, you're looking to move up right now. You basically got to get past Plan B and or um, Outlaws at this point in time. They're both the one and two teams, it seems like, in the division. So it's going to be uh, cool to see Plan B rocking with their uh, two new players, Chris Shaw and uh, Nick Santuccio, both on the team now. So it's going to be cool to see how they do. And then we had... For our last game, All Madden versus Gang Green. All Madden lost 25-41. to 41. Gang Green was supposed to be a front runner this year. They were the ex-champions from last season. Ended up beating Plan B, like I said. Gatekeepers of Silver. So if you end up taking down Plan B in the championship, you've got a pretty good chance of taking Silver again. Possibly getting moved up to gold. But, um... From what the breaking news that I've gotten recently has told me is <clears throat> Gang Green was recently removed from the league, actually, for uh, drinking on school grounds. I, I don't know if any of you teams have played them, but Gang Green's one of the teams that's known for they shotgun beers in the parking lot right before the games and everything. They literally bring in a, like a case of Heineken or whatever, and they, they do their little thing before the game. But apparently, you know, us being on school grounds... Catholic school grounds, by the way. Sorry, Jesus. Uh, that's not allowed. So uh, they were removed from the league, unfortunately. So it's going to be Plan B or Outlaws, it seems like, for the Silver Division frontrunners. Going to be uh, cool with a lot of high-powered offenses in that uh, division. And then we're going to move on to the bronze uh, matchups for Week 2. Watkins versus Abusement Park. Abusement Park came on top 26-25 to with a final second score by Dritten. Absolutely dunked on two defenders. Came down with the ball. Broken finger. Kid, kid's, a, kid's a champion. Uh, we got a questionable tag on him coming into week two or week three. We're going to see how everything pans out. But apparently he's got a 
He's got a busted up finger. He's going to see uh, how it goes day to day, see if he can end up playing. But he's very questionable, possibly doubtful for the uh, week three matchup. And then um, we had Phantoms versus Chargers. I don't know if anybody knows. I also play in the league. I'm a part of the Phantoms. We uh, we ended up losing 26 to 29 versus the Chargers. We were up, I think it was 20 to 8 or 20 to 16 going into half, and then we drove down the field right in the begin or right after the first half. Ended up scoring 26, and then just absolutely got stopped in the red zone for three straight times after that we drove down got down to like the five yard line I think three times or inside the five three separate times ended up losing it's um it's okay we'll end up working our things out on um our team offense red zone you know things got to get changed up it's our first time we actually played together as a entire team and everything for the first time in this league so it's going to be cool see how our team develops a whole bunch of ex players from the league whole bunch of new players from the league um, got a real good chance at running. I mean, anybody has a chance at running towards the top three in this division as of right now. None of the scores were too run up. None of the score, I mean, besides that Notre Dame game. But like I said, they ended up moving up to gold. So as of right now, it's anybody's division. Um, for the third game of the day, we had Dior, I think it is, versus the uh, Spartans. Spartans also... We're um, a very big team in silver. Had a couple guys that ended up leaving their squad. Got moved down to bronze. They're looking to move right back up to silver. Make a name for themselves in bronze and everything right now. They ended up losing 42-34 to Dior. Apparently Dior had a pretty stout offense. Pretty decent defense. But not enough to stop the Spartans from scoring 34. Who, Like I said, Spartans are one of those teams who have been in the league for a pretty long time. They have a very stout offense. I don't exactly know how their defense is looking right now. They have one of the best flag pullers, actually two of the best flag pullers in the league, in um, Joey and Nick Ligori. Nick Ligori is one of the fastest kids I've ever seen. Joey literally puts his body on the line for every single flag that comes his way. So it's going to be cool to see the Spartans develop in bronze, possibly get end, uh, end up getting moved up to silver again. Uh, then we had the Monsters versus Show Us Your TDs. That was, I believe, a crossover game between Diet Bronze and Bronze, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that one. But I believe that was a crossover game. Monsters ended up running up the score 50-14. to 14. Like I said, have a very, very fast quarterback. They have a high-powered offense. They have a couple kids who can absolutely open up the fields and open up deep passes for their quarterback, who's got a pretty decent arm, um, known for his speed, but also very, very accurate with passing. So, um, Move down to Diet Bronze. We had the Renegades versus Motley Crue. That was a crossover game. You can only imagine how that ended up going, 46-0. Some of these crossover games, some of the co-ed teams will put up big points, but playing down divisions and everything, you're going to see a pretty big point differential most of the time you had brooklyn woo versus the tribe another crossover game six to 38 and then you had the militia versus the pylon pythons which i thought was a crossover game and i ended up being mistaken final score 44 19 the militia so you run down to the co-ed division we had the preachers first game in the co-ed division trying to make a name for themselves winning 52 14 over donnie's angels Stormcloaks played unguarded 41 0 that was an absolute blowout. I'm surprised that the um, 
the interdivision game had a blowout like that. I'm surprised Preachers put up a, a huge amount of points like that. As of right now, it's seeming like Preachers and possibly the Stormcloaks are going to be the two teams that are running the co-ed division for now. So those are our week one and two recaps. We're going to go into our week three schedule, week three sta- or standings going into week three, and then our week three predictions. I did a couple spreads for – actually, I did spreads for every single game. I'm not even going to lie. Um, don't quote me on these spreads. Don't take these for Bible. I'm not Vegas. On top of that, I'm also – missing a lot of data on a lot of these teams i know a lot of these teams are new i don't know a lot about these um a lot about these new teams so without that information i'm just kind of making blind guesses based on the point differential how many points they scored how many how well their defense did etc etc so um the standings for gold right now in first we have pass and tds 2-0 point differential 14 points but they have less points against than the other 2-0 team, 2-plus club, with a point differential of 49. Like I said, they love to run up the score. They love to score a lot of points. So it seems like they're the front runner for the division, but passing TDs has a very, very stout defense. It's the least points against them as of right now uh, between the two. So they're currently in the league. I believe the point, uh, the tiebreakers go points and then or record, points against, point differential, and then points four. Again, don't quote me on that. You can check uh, the league lineup website. I believe that's on the Facebook, also on the Instagram. You can find the link there. Um, just check out Monmouth County Men's Flag Football League. And then we have the 1-0 team, Notre Dame Legends. They got moved up going with a point differential of 26. They ran up the score on um, C Park, who were playing their first game of bronze. Kind of unfair. Kind of not. Gary didn't know what to expect out of this team. So uh, we have body bags at one and one with a minus six point differential. So body bags, they're not performing the worst. Their defense just needs to, I guess, stop them from scoring as much as their offense. Or maybe their offense just needs to put a little, uh, little more, you know, gas in the tank. Try to get them to score a little bit more before uh, they end up losing. But the point differential only being minus six. Doesn't show much right there. It's not showing that they're getting blown out. It's not like they're uh, really in bad shape. So, Then we have Mean Machine 2.0, I'm going to call them. They're at 0-0-0. Yet to play a game. They have a doubleheader coming up this week, week three. So it's going to be interesting what they do. I don't know if this team has any relation to the other Mean Machine, if they just like the name. I don't know what's going on with that. So we'll see them. Got a doubleheader coming up this week. So we'll see how that turns out. Terps 0-1 with only a minus one point differential. Like I said, same thing with body bags. If you don't have a bad point differential, if you're not getting blown out by teams in your division, then you should be in a pretty good position to still turn your season around. Only week one. I don't know if we're doing eight, ten, six weeks. I don't know what Gary's doing. There's going to be a doubleheader thrown in there sooner or later. He he. I think he just like throws darts at a board sometimes and just picks what's going on for that week. So we'll see what's going on. But, um, yeah, they only have the minus one point differential. They're playing the Notre Dame Legends, I believe, this week. So that'll be a good matchup to see the new gold team versus the team with that only lost by one point. Make a statement, hopefully. See, uh, maybe they could push Notre Dame Legends back down to earth, or Notre Dame's Legends just might show that they are as good as they 
were showing to be. So then we have the comebacks also at 0-1. They have a minus 25-point differential. So that's going to show that their offense is not keeping up with their defense in stopping the other offenses. It might have just been, I believe, the comebacks went up against 2-plus club. Like I said, they're known for running up the score. So can't blame them playing one of the more high-powered offenses and I think being one of the newer teams in the league. So we'll see. Keep an eye on them, them being towards the uh, lower part of the division, but they could come out popping off for 70 points next week. You, You never know what goes on in this league. Some teams look like crap one week and then end up showing up for 60 points against some of the better teams in the uh, divisions. <clears throat> and then past our prime, one of the newer teams, 0-2, minus 31-point differential. With two losses under your belt, you're expected to have a higher point differential than most teams. They've played more games than most teams. So, again, I'm not going to hold that too much against them, seeing as comebacks are only 0-1 and still a minus 25-point differential. It's not that too big of a... Uh, bad of a look but being 0-2 is pretty rough to start the season off but you can still rebound seeing as I'm pretty sure it's every division I don't know how Gary's working it because we've had the most teams we've seen in our league come into um, the league this year so I don't know how he's working playoffs but I'm pretty sure for each division every team ends up making playoffs and then we're just going to go from there work it down to a few teams and then do a finals probably either under the lights or on the turf. I don't know. He likes to play games. Friday Night Lights is a fun thing to do. But, again, we don't know until Gary lets us know. So, But um, those are the Gold Division standings. Like I said, Pass and TDs, 2+, ND Legends, Body Bags, Mean Machine 2.0, Terps, Comebacks, and Pass Star Prime. Uh, going into the schedule for this week, we got Body Bags versus Pass Star Prime. I have Body Bags at minus 2.5. Only because past our prime, while they have the 31 point different minus 31 point differential, and it's not too much for two games, they are at 0 and 2. Body bags is 1 and 1. Did make a pretty decent statement in their first game, showing that they can hold teams to very low points and everything. So it's going to be interesting. See how past our prime does. I think body bags comes out on top. I only give them a minus 2.5 because I think it'll come down to possibly extra points and little things like that that might make or break this game then we had the terps versus the notre dame legends or i think it's the notre dame legends i keep saying notre dame it's nd pretty sure it's notre dame though but um i have them even as of right now notre dame being i'll call them notre dame if i'm wrong we'll correct it next week but uh Notre Dame Legends, I'm going to keep them even with the Terps. Terps being a team who's been in gold, only lost by one point to a team who's been in the league and everything. Should be um, a good matchup. Notre Dame Legends, like I said, can try to make a name for themselves, try to show that they belong in gold. Then we have 2-plus club and the comebacks are both playing Mean Machine. Um, 2-plus club I have at minus 6.5 against the uh, Mean Machine. We don't know anything about Mean Machine, but 2-plus, like I said, very high-powered offense. I was even thinking about putting them at minus 13.5, but we know absolutely nothing about uh, Mean Machine. I might just spark a fire under their asses to come out and try to, you know, put a statement game on 2+, and I don't want to be the bad omen for them. So I'll leave it at minus 6.5 for the 2-plus club. And then against the comebacks, I'm going to leave that as even. Comebacks being 0-1, minus 25 points. We don't know much from them, but we seen that their offense has some juice behind it their defense was looking a little rough let up a little bit too many points but again 
that was, I'm pretty sure, against the 2-plus club who likes to just absolutely put numbers up on people. So, comebacks, I have you guys even with the Mean Machine. Hope Mean Machine doesn't come in playing like superstars and I look like a fool. But, uh, again, I don't have much data on these teams, so we'll see how it goes from there. In silver, we had the rankings as Gangrene was on top 2-0. and But since they've been eliminated from the league, we have Plan B running the division as of right now, 1-0. Least points against point differential, the highest outside of the War Sharks. You got 26 point differential on them. Huffin and Puffin, 1 and 0, 10 point total differential. War Sharks, 1 and 1, with a 47 point differential. Running up the score, one of their first game or their, uh, their big game, and then, you know, getting a little beat up the uh, second game. So, interesting to see there how uh, War Sharks do again in silver. They seem to be keeping it middle pack right now. If the Outlaws 1-1 one one with the point differential being 0, seems like they let up more points than the uh, War Sharks. Uh, All Madden 1-1 one one with a minus 7 point differential, but they let up less points than the Outlaws. So that's interesting to see. Uh, or they put they let up more points than the Outlaws. Sorry, sorry messed that one up. But um, that's interesting to see, seeing as... Outlaws only had a point differential of zero. They only had a minus seven, and Outlaws are still on top, but I think I think 12 points difference. So, uh, Balls Deep, one and one, minus 31 point differential. They did really well their first game. They got absolutely clapped their second game. So, um, Dr. T, 0 and one. Sorry to say, but you guys got bullied by Plan B. It was an absolute shit show out there. People were dancing. Plan B was making... It was just like they, they were just having fun with it. And they were absolutely decimating people out there. So um, it was a good game. Dr. D, I haven't seen them, I think, in like a whole season. So good to see them back on the field. Good to see how they'll perform and everything. Uh, but minus 26 points differential. And then Me Machine, 0-2, minus 26 point differential. Again... It's going to be hard not to let people score on you when you're playing a man defense, guys. If you guys hear this at any point in time, try to switch the zone. If not, do your thing. I mean, I'm not your coach. You, you got one of those on the sideline, Captain Clipboard, whatever his name was. But, uh, yeah, do your thing, guys. <clears throat> All right, going into the schedule for this week for Silver, we have Balls Deep versus Huffin' and Puffin'. Huffin' and Puffin', I have at minus 2.5. Huffin' and Puffin'. They won their first game, one by ten. Like I said, Balls Deep got absolutely decimated their second game. I think it was their second game. And, um, yeah, so I, I have Huffin and Puffin coming out on top of that, minus two and a half. But Balls Deep might try to come back, make a statement after getting blown out. You never know with these teams, like I said. Uh, especially the Silver... Sorry, I just completely burped on Mike. But, um... Yeah, you never know with these Silver Division teams. These Silver Division teams, they uh, tend to stay all middle of pack, but right now seems like we got a couple guys right up in the forefront. War Sharks, Huffin' and Puffin', Plan B. He'd even put Outlaws up there. And then the bottom four looking like all Madden, Balls Deep, Dr. D, and Me Machine. But <clears throat> then for our second matchup that week from Silver, we got Outlaws versus All Madden. I'm going to give Outlaws benefit of the doubt, seeing as their point differential is zero. They're on top of everybody in the one and one bracket outside of the War Sharks. Um, I'll probably give them minus two and a half. Outlaws are steady. They're the uh, regular season Warriors. Tend to have the best record. Normally come out one or two in the regular season. But uh, 
Hate to break it to you guys. You guys choke it up when it comes playoffs time. So hopefully they'll get their stuff right, keep their regular season record going, and then when it comes playoffs, they'll actually make a statement for themselves this upcoming year. It'll be cool to see what they come out with. Frankie leading them. They got a really good receiving core. Defense has been working together for months and months and months. They've been getting a lot of practice in. So it'll be cool to see what's going on with them. <clears throat> then we got the boys, Plan B versus Me Machine. Like I said, Me Machine doing the whole man coverage thing. I don't know if they switched to his own, but I'm pretty sure it's a man coverage still. That's going to get absolutely eaten up by Plan B's high-powered offense. I don't know how Plan B is going to um, go against their off or Me Machine's offense. I haven't seen their new offense really run everything. They have that kid Weapon X pretty fast. But um, they do have an issue where they tend to switch quarterbacks 97 times in a game. They have like three different quarterbacks who run for them. So I don't know what's going on with their quarterback situation. I don't know if they're more of a pass-heavy team this year. I don't know what's going on. So... But I have uh, Plan B at minus 13.5. Plan B is going to absolutely run through Mean Machine, in my opinion, and then possibly put in their second string just like they did last week, by the way. Yeah, they put in their second string quarterback because they were up so much and they let him run a drive. So look to possibly see that in the, sec or the third week this week. And, um, yeah. And we got Dr. D versus the War Sharks. I'm giving War Sharks minus six and a half. War Sharks have made an absolute statement for themselves coming into silver this year. And uh, Dr. D got blown out. So they might try to make a statement, might try to keep it close. But I see War Sharks with the high powered offense, that deep ball. They're just going to keep running them down the field. There's going to be no way that they're not gassed by at least halftime. And then they still got to keep up with them for another half. So, And then you got your boy. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I'm pretty sure Travis is still on that team. My boy Travis ended up switching from the Spartans to a new team. I'm pretty sure he ended up on War Sharks now. So he's also a very good receiver along with, uh, God, what is that kid's name? I don't remember his name, but they, they have one really fast receiver. He runs the seam deep ball like every single time, and they dump it off to him, and it's literally in his hands. Quarterback has a great arm. Um, so like I said, be interesting to see how War Sharks do. Minus six and a half War Sharks. And that wraps up the silver division for now. We're going to go into bronze. We have the Monsters, 2-0. Uh, 51-point differential. Abusement Park, 1-0. One-point differential, but least points against them. Watkins, 1-1. One one. How does that make sense? I copied this from the website, too, so now I'm confused. Alright, so it says Watkins is 1-1, one one, but above the Chargers and Dior, who are 1-0. I think it's because they have more points, or they're tied in points. No, it's because they're tied in points. I don't know how that works. Gary, either your website's crooked, or I copied something wrong. But I have Watkins at 1-1, one one, above Chargers and Dior, who are both 1-0. I think that's a mistake. I don't know, but we have Chargers and a minus 3 differential. Uh, Dior at a minus or positive eight differential. Watkins twenty three point differential. I really don't know how that happened, but Phantoms zero and one, leading the zero and ones right now with a minus three point differential. Least points against team highlight zero and one minus ten. C Park zero and one minus twenty six, and Spartans zero and one minus eight point differential. Um, like I said, point differential is not what is the second tiebreaker it's uh points against 
So all the teams I'm reading off, Phantoms have least points against them, then Teen Highlight, Spartans, and then Spart or Sea Park, then Spartans. So um, Spartans gotta put a gotta put a statement with that defense. Gotta stop people from scoring as much. Sea Park make a statement coming out of the gate after you played a gold hybrid bronze team. I don't know what happened with that. Sorry about that, guys. You guys are a talented team. It'll be cool to see what you guys do. Uh, Phantoms, like I said. We're looking to make a statement this year. Looking to come out swinging next week. Um, Chargers look like a solid team. Watkins, ex-champions, Abusement Park from the with the one-point win over the ex-champions and the Monsters who have just been absolutely running over every team that they've run into recently. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, a lot of high-power offenses, a lot of stout defenses in this league or in this division um all developing looking to move up to silver so we'll see what happens we have watkins versus monsters for the week three matchup i have monsters minus three and a half watkins while they're defending champions monsters have made it known this season that they are looking to score a lot so watkins hopefully with you guys holding teams to a pretty decent amount of or a pretty low amount of points it'll be interesting to see how you guys handle the high power monsters look for that quarterback to run a lot I don't really know what intel to give you guys monsters for Watkins, so just play your game. But we got uh, Abusement Park versus Spartans. That's going to be a little bit of a grudge match. We got a whole bunch of uh, Madawan kids versus a whole bunch more Madawan kids. Uh, Dritten, like I said, has the doubtful questionable tag right now, broken finger. So I'm still going to give the advantage right now, minus 2.5 to Abusement Park, only because the Spartans let up a lot of points last week. Uh, Abusement Park seemed to have a pretty, pretty stout defense stopping the uh other team from scoring i think it was more than three times don't quote me on that again but um yeah abusement park looks like they have the solid defense i don't know if their offense can put up as many points as dior but we'll see hopefully spartans can prove me wrong because you know abusement park moving down to one and one would kind of even even out this division right now but we'll see like I said, Dritt with the doubtful tag. Hopefully Gim and the others on that team can make a statement and, you know, bring themselves to 2-0. and Phantoms versus Grape Apes. We have a crossover game. Phantoms are going to be playing the Grape Apes from the Diet Bronze League. Um, Phantoms are going to be missing a couple key players. We're still questionable on who's going to be making it, who's not going to be making it. They had some sort of run-in with somebody, and they're taking precautions to stay safe and stay quarantined, not to, you know, further possibly complicate things with the team. But, you know, they seem pretty good. They're just going to make sure that they keep the week away, make sure that they have a whole week without symptoms and everything. They're having tested positive, most or their positives have, uh, or their positives, their tests have come back negative, so, you know, We'll see with a uh, week without symptoms and everything. They'll get back into practice, and we'll look to make a statement. But, again, we don't know who's questionable as of right now. We have a couple people waiting on results for tests and everything. But if they're good to go, you know, they're good to go. So you have Sea Park versus Team Highlight, minus 2.5 Sea Park. That's definitely going to be a great game. I completely skipped the spread for the Phantoms Great Babes game. Even with people missing, um... Phantoms minus two and a half, simply because they're the division above the Diet Bronze League. Great Apes has a pretty solid team, but.
but you should see the Phantoms look to make a statement this game after losing their first game. Hopefully move to 1-1, one and, one, and we'll see what that uh, depleted offense and defense can do for the uh, remainder, and we'll see how everything pans out for that team. Like I said, Seapark versus Team Highlight. We got minus 2.5 Seapark. Seapark, uh, I think, looks to come back and make an absolute statement game this week. They got beat by a gold team, but they have a lot of talent behind their high-powered offense. Pretty solid defense, so they'll look to make a um, a big impact in that game, showing that everybody that week one was, or should I say week two, was an absolute mistake, and that won't happen again. Chargers versus Dior. We have Chargers minus two and a half, uh, simply because it seems like Dior has a problem with the deep ball from the game they played against the Spartans. Chargers do have a decent deep ball, was defended a couple times against the Phantoms, but again, they even dropped off a couple, even with the decent defense, so Dior seeing as they have an issue with the deep ball, I'm giving Chargers the advantage there, minus two and a half, so we'll see how that game pans out, we'll see if the Chargers can hold them to a a small amount of points, if so, look to see the Chargers defense making a statement in this league, because they can hold the Phantoms to a low amount of points, and then hold Dior, who just ran up 40 some odd points on ex-silver players, then They'll definitely be a uh, team to watch this year. We move on to Diet Bronze. You got Brooklyn Wu, 2-0, 39-point differential. Grape Apes, 1-0, 25-point differential. Renegades, 1-1, one one, along with Militia and Pylon Pythons, 22-18 and minus 24-point differential, respectively. LMA looks to make a comeback into the Monmouth County Flag Football League. They were an ex-silver team, moved to bronze, disappeared for a month i i don't know what's going on with them but it looks like they're back we're a pretty decent team don't know if they're rocking with the same guys but them being an ex-silver team it hopefully you know they'll come in make a statement this week and then we got show us your tds at oh and one minus 36 point differential um brooklyn woo is the team versus lma i'm gonna give brooklyn woo the advantage minus two and a half brooklyn woo's got a pretty high powered offense it seems like in uh diet bronze looking to possibly move up to bronze in the up and coming weeks um lma on the other hand like i said they had a pretty good defense x silver players pretty good offense it'll be cool to see what they do it'll be cool to see them back in the league with their little uh light blue uniforms if they're still doing that so who knows what's going on there we have renegades versus militia i'm going to call that as even renegades and militia both with a even point differential renegades being a team that used to be or has been in this league for a while militia has been a team making a statement since they got here so it'll be cool to see them go against each other renegades um looking to make a statement seeing as they're the veteran team in the league and you got the pylon pythons versus the versa uh, show us your tds we got pylon pythons minus two and a half um that's simply beyond the fact that uh you know Show us your TDs got absolutely blown out by 36 points, but I don't know. We'll see how Pylon Pythons being 1-1 one one with a minus 24-point differential. We'll see how they do, but I'm pretty sure their blowout match was a crossover game. Don't quote me on that one either, though. <coughs> so, last but not least, we have the co-ed division. Khaled 1-0, Preachers 1-0, 30-38-point and differential, respectively. 1-1 one one from the Storm Cloaks with a 16-point differential. Owen one from Globo Gym, Purple Cobras. I hate you guys for bringing that name into this because I got to read it every single time. It's four it's like five syllables. I Globo Gym, Purple. That's a lot of syllables, guys. You got to stop with that. Anyway, Globo, 
They're 0-1. The Tribe 0-1. Unguarded 0-1. Minus 1, minus 32, and minus 41 points, respectively. Motley Crue 0-2 with a minus 61 point differential. And Donnie's Angels looking rough right now. Minus 68 point differential. All these teams looking to make statements, looking to show that they are not, you know, no-win teams or that they belong at the top of division. You have Khaled versus Globo. Minus 6.5 Khaled. They made an absolute statement, winning by 30 points. So look to their high-powered offense to keep it it going. Globo Gym might be able to keep it close, seeing as they only lost by one point their game. So um, Globo could make a... uh, a big stone wall here. Kind of stop Khaled. We'll see if they bring Khaled back down to earth. Stormcloaks versus Preachers. We have minus two and a half Preachers. Preachers, high-powered offense, pretty good defense, not a bad team. They're looking like one of the front runners, along with Khaled as of right now for the division. But them playing the Stormcloaks, who are 1-1 one one with a 16-point differential, they'll see if they can keep themselves at the top of the division if they'll slide down to the middle of the pack. We got Motley Crew versus the Unguarded. I'm going to give Unguarded a minus minus one point favor here to Unguarded. Um, I don't remember my reasoning behind this. I think it's because of the 20-point differential and Motley Crue being 0-2. But I might even call this one even at this point in time. I really don't know. They're both 0-1, 0-2 respectively, minus 41, minus 61 points. In point differential, I do not know who will come out on top of that, but we can see a team finally getting a win out of that game, so that'll be fun. And then you have Unguarded versus the Tribe in a second match. They're even also because the Tribe and Unguarded, just like Motley Crue and the Tribe are and Unguarded, very few points between their point differential. 0 and 1 still, so you'll see possibly Unguarded go for their second win that in that game, or the Tribe come out on top and come out with their first win. So. Thank you guys. Let me, if you guys ended up making it this far and, you know, making it the whole 40 some odd minutes that I've been recording, I really appreciate you guys for listening. I'm hoping to do this every week, do weekly recaps, do um, predictions. Hopefully, have a couple of my friends and a couple of the guys from the league hop on to the podcast, see how everything goes. Hopefully, develop this into something that we can keep around in the league. Uh, do a couple, you know, fun things from the podcast. Have a uh, couple special guests. Hopefully get Gary on here one of these days. So, um, you know, we ran through recaps. We ran through week one and two. We had our week three matchups all starting this Sunday. League's interesting this year. Most teams we've seen, I believe, um, five divisions, eight teams at least in all of the divisions, except for, if I'm not mistaken, one um, this year will turn out to be a very, very interesting year. Got a lot of talent. Few clear front runners for the division, it seems like, already. Already in week two, we already got a couple front runners. A couple new teams looking to steal their division out of the um, out of the veterans. And, uh, you know, we'll work from there. But it'll be an interesting couple of matchups this week. Week three, I think, is where everybody separates themselves from the pack. We'll see, you know, our top of the team, or top of the tier teams, and then we'll see our bottom tier teams Possibly a couple middling teams because we have a couple like really close divisions like the bronze and the uh, gold division. So you never know what's going to happen. But hope to see you guys Sunday. If you guys have any questions and you end up listening to this, feel free to reach out to me. I'll be the one wearing the camo bucket hat. 
Um, if you guys want to end up being featured on the show, let me know. See if we can work something out. And then if you guys have any ideas, any quips, anything I can do to uh, make this or improve this better, you know, let me know. Be really awesome. But um, we're going to have an intro tune that I have a buddy of mine working on, transition tunes. I'm going to throw those into the uh, recordings and everything, hopefully within the next week or two. But uh, thanks for listening to the first week of um, Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. You know, talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the rest of your evening, guys.